Christmas. Yes, it is still Christmas. And it is actually for longer than this, but you know, we, at least until January 6th, when we celebrate the Epiphany. And in many parts of the world, this is the highlight of the Christmas season. This is the big day in many parts of Europe and Latin America when people have their big celebrations. Because this is the day where we celebrate that Christ is the way, the truth, and the light for everybody. This is the culmination of Matthew's version of the birth of Christ. And here he is, Matthew, the most Jewish of our gospel writers, talks about Persian astrologers who found their way to Christ. They knew nothing about the Torah, and yet they still found their way. And so... Our, God, our homily today will talk about someone else who saw some signs in the sky and found their way to uh, working here at Blessed John the 23rd. Um, and um, we'll ask you to reflect on how you've had things in your life bring you to God. So these guys followed a star for hundreds of miles, and it guided them directly to a specific building in Bethlehem. Really? It seems kind of preposterous. But maybe the Magi had some other methods of finding their way. As we're told, they rely in part on a prophecy from Micah. And astronomers now suggest, now you don't have to buy this, but it's kind of intriguing, that this star of Bethlehem may have been created by a series of conjunctions of the planets Venus and Jupiter and the star Regulus in the constellation Leo, the lion, lion of Judah, that happened over a nine-month span in the years 3 and 2 B.C., Nine months, the same length as a pregnancy. That might have helped them narrow down the time. Have you ever had moments in your life when various pieces that don't seem to be related come together in unexpected ways, leading you to epiphanies that you would never have imagined? Remember, an epiphany is to have a sudden realization of something in a new way. So let me tell you about some signs in my life, including signs in the stars, that have led me to becoming a Catholic priest. But first of all, I have to tell you that in this story, let me make something clear. I love living in Knoxville. <laughs> I assure you of that because my hometown will always have a special place in my heart. You see... I'm from the holy city, the New Jerusalem, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pittsburghers, no matter where they move, are famous for their devotion to the city of their birth. And it was while in Pittsburgh, in second grade, that I saw a sign in the heavens. Well, actually, I saw a picture in the weekly reader at school. It was this picture of the planet Saturn. The Voyager 2 explorer had just flown by Saturn, giving scientists a treasure trove of data about Saturn's atmosphere, rings, and moons. I was fascinated by this image, and I wanted to learn more. 
My mother seized on this opportunity, and she encouraged me to try, in second grade, to read the article in National Geographic about the flybys of Voyagers 1 and 2 to Saturn. And that launched my interest in science. When we had to pick topics for our first research papers in 10th grade English class, I wrote about how the various moons of the outer planets were similar to the Earth. For example, this image of Jupiter's moon Io shows a volcanic eruption, a very violent volcanic eruption. That's pretty high up, and they happen fairly frequency, frequently on that planet that moon. Many of you know that I love music. That's not me, I, just a stock image. Well, I actually first got into music in first grade because I wanted to be like my sister who played the piano. And although I started out on the piano, it's led me to be involved in all kinds of musical ensembles, orchestras, bands, and choirs. I also love math. I know you're probably not going to believe this, but one of my favorite subjects in high school was, of all things, analytical geometry. Do you remember learning about those funny shapes called conic sections, circles, parabolas, ellipses, and hyperbolas? Well, I found them absolutely fascinating. I graduated college as an optical engineer who was involved in a lot of music. And although my first job was outside of New York City in the semiconductor industry, life has a funny way of leading us. Less than four years later, I was back in Pittsburgh. And I was designing spherical, paraboloid, ellipsoid, and hyperboloid mirrors. And one of my first clients was the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, the company that had made the Voyager Explorers. And the first image taken by the telescope I worked on for JPL, it was of Jupiter and its four largest moons, including Io. I also wrote about Europa in that paper. It was definitely a full circle moment where the disparate pieces of my life were coming together in unexpected ways. But something else remarkable happened because of the optical engineering job I took in Pittsburgh. It gave me the opportunity to reconnect with old friends and join some musical ensembles. And on May 26, 2001, I was singing with friends and a choir at the ordinations in the Diocese of Pittsburgh when I felt an overwhelming lightning bolt call to consider becoming a priest. I can't tell you all the things that went through my head that day, but some of them were prompted by my volunteer work that I had done for Tabeta Pi, the National Engineering Honor Society, whose headquarters are in the Doherty Building here on the UT campus. I am convinced that all of these things were integral parts of my faith journey. Things not remotely related to Judeo-Christian scripture, sort of like Persian astrology, analytical geometry, romantic choral music, those things led me towards God. So when we meet people who seem to find the divine in places completely foreign to us, can we be open to God's power and the ability of the Holy Spirit to convert hearts? I chose my confirmation name as Carl with a K, 
in honor of one of the guys who was a year ahead of me in school who played in the orchestra. It wasn't until decades later that I studied the theology of another Carl with a K, Carl Rahner. Rahner's theology, as hard as it is to understand, has deeply affected my concept of God. And I no longer think it's a coincidence that my confirmation name is Carl with a K. One of Rahner's big concepts about God is what he calls the ever-receding horizon. The idea that the more we know, the more we realize that we still don't know. And in some ways, God is always on the far side of that horizon, just out of reach, calling us forward into the unknown, into an exciting, unexpected future. So, are you ready for another epiphany in your life? And can you trust that your loved ones who seem to have drifted away from the faith may experience epiphanies of their own? God works in mysterious ways, ways beyond our comprehension. It has now been 35 years since the Voyager spacecrafts were launched into space, but their work is not done yet. In recent months, Voyager 1 has been encountering more high-energy particles, indicating that it is on the verge of becoming the first man-made object to leave our solar system. As Voyager ventures towards other stars, the horizons continue to recede. God is as large and as distant as the universe. God is as small and as vulnerable as a newborn baby. God is as close to us and as intimate to us as the beating of our hearts. Where will we next encounter God? <laughs>